We good, we good. Yeah, that sounds good. I think it's on like the perfect setting for how intimate this is. <laughs> Got it. Davis. It's too soon. It happened. It's too soon. Uh, you're do- you're it. literally a captain I, of this. I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I ruined it. I just I think the most important question to ask in this situation is what drug did he overdose on? Do I care about his music? Not really. Do I care about how he died? Yes, because you know why? He was like our age. And with today's world, you will now. I do have a hypothesis, though. What is it? I'm pretty sure he just overdosed on binge-watching Joe Rogan podcasts. Well, actually, Eminem probably just <laughs> murdered Elon him. Elon Musk. <laughs> Eminem, he smoked a fat. Eminem got in there. He put his mom's spaghetti down Mac Miller's throat. <laughs> he overdosed on it. Too, too, on his mom's too saucy. And then, you know, Eminem's <sighs> just killing all the white rappers. She uses good garlic, though. Fresh garlic. Minced. <laughs> Oh man, so what What were we talking about? We were talking about a couple different things, but I think I wanted to lead this into the first and most noticeable factor of today's episode, and that is that we have a new addition. A fucking new. We got a newbie, and um, he is a friend we referenced in two earlier episodes. Um, we didn't have a name for him, but I'm sure we talked about him. Oh, it was Faguito. <laughs> Don't believe him. <laughs> Estoy Espaguito. Don't believe him. That wasn't your name. There were two other episodes, and, and one of those people is not here, because he wanted to play the release of Spider-Man for the PS4. Oh, that makes so much sense. He uh, he was pressed for time, and apparently that's more important than friendship. Wait, hold on. Am I a replacement? No. Oh. I was going to have all four of you. I was, all, all, I was going to have all four of us on one episode because I've done one of those before. I've had three other people on one episode before. Mm. He does like three dicks. So. At once. God, it feels like I'm like you're introducing me. I don't have me. enough holes. <laughs> in- so, yeah. It feels like you're introducing me as you know, like the new guy in the casting couch. Because you are. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't know. Um, if I were to do a little bit of research real quick, let me... Oh, um, no, no. Don't, don't Google my name. I'm breaking into it. No, 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 no. I feel like first timers don't get that many video hits. You don't really become like big in porn until like... You're 30, No, 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 you're, abs- you're absolutely correct. It's the same kind of mentality. I do like to introduce a new person on an older person's episode. Strawberry Shortcake was first introduced on Django Phillips episodes. Mr. Skellybones came in on Disco D episodes. Bunch of Baby Ducks came in on Terry the Tickler episodes. I know these names probably <laughs> don't mean anything. <laughs> but this is episode 101. This is going to be the first episode after... 100. So is this season two then? When did season if two If you begin? would think of it in seasons, I I don't... Okay. <laughs> if there's a season difference, it's old Mike and new Mike. And that's oh, okay. a... Um, we got the new Mike on 26 to current. So if, if there was a season one, it was the shotgun Mike from episodes one, 
to 25, but we have come a long way since mm-hmm. then. Um, if I were to pull up a list, I want to see the last episode we introduced someone. Oh, you do have it a was actually It was actually you, too. Makes sense. You and Punxsutawney Trill. I am here with Deputy Dewey on my right. And um, he was the last person to be introduced in episode 84, which means there have been... 17 episodes well, shit. since then. So I do like to introduce new people every once in a while, and I do think it might not have been something I talk about in episode 100, but I want to bring more newbies onto the show. And you were always someone that we talked about in um, episodes 84 and 97. Punxsutawney Trill, you, me, and Deputy Dewey used to participate in a particularly <laughs> a particular activity that uh, Punxsutawney Trill doesn't like to like reference openly on the show to protect his identity. <laughs> but we it's, used it's, to it's PewDiePie. Come on, we can say it now. <laughs> we used to film things and as a group and um, I feel like this is like the weirdest foreplay to some weird porno. I I'm introducing you and saying why it is important that you come in on an episode with Deputy Dewey, so I need to know your name. Oh, um, I am Lanky Lucifer. Lanky Louie! In the house. Lanky Lucy. I'm saying I call you Louie. <laughs> Alright. Lanky Louie, Lanky Lucifer. I do enjoy this. That's a good name. And you know why that's a good name? Because unbeknownst to you, I already pre-titled this episode. Oh. Oh, no, it's not written down. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, In no. my mind. In my head, I have already come up with a title for this episode, and it has everything to do with your fucking name, which is so fucking cool. I pre-titled this episode 101 Damnations <laughs> instead of Dalmatians. So clearly your, your, your person pick has to have a hundred of you as a little fucking demon. Oh, no, no, no. I meant like I know. Damnation, Demon, <laughs> Lucifer, bunch of baby ducks. <laughs> now he would make sense because he is legion. Oh, so many. He is many. So, uh, Lanky Lucifer, I fucking love that name. At one point, I wanted your name to be a rendition, a play on Van Helsing, the, the famous well, vampire hunter. I mean, that, that'd be cool and all, but my father gave me this name, so I, I take pride in it. What exactly inspired him to give you that name? Um, You know, the one day he was just at the grocery store, and... You're a he, tall cunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's like, hey, you're tall, and like you have a lot of limbs, so that was, that was step one. We, we got lanky. Got lanky. And, um... Next he got lanky. You, next thing you know, we're, le- we're, we're leaving the grocery store, and my dad puts a gro- from the cart into the car, and he takes the cart and he just puts it in the in, in the middle of the aisle, and that was that was the start of uh, my evil days. <laughs> just leaving shopping Fuck carts. This cart. Let's go. Leaving shopping carts in the middle of parking lots uh, at your local shop, right? Piece of shit. And then also, <laughs> it's it's you know, like it's a real trail of evil. Really, in this world, that we'd be going to the gym, and I would put my thirty fives where the twenty fives are, and just you know, like where's not racking weights properly, or not even at all. Where's your god now? Yeah, 
Like I'm, I, I'm. Oh shit! I mean, that's just part of. Um, you know those oh, old fuck. men My that they just always have their dick out in the old <laughs> gym locker room. Hey, hey. That's Look at Lucifer Look at work it. right there. Look at it. Yeah, that's, can that's you grab my phone for I me? I guess I can. I feel bad now that I threw it. I knew why I needed it. He done needs it. There was there he was needs a couple to do the sexton. There oh, there were a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, you uh, short in short summaration. I want to give you two minutes tops okay. Okay. to talk about the nun. The nun came out recently. And Is that why you have your phone to time me? No, 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 because no. I can time you just looking at that. I know, I figured. <laughs> so, uh, tell me about The Nun. I have not seen it, and uh, I probably won't. Well, you've seen Conjuring 2, right? I mean, I will see it, but... Like, you haven't even seen Conjuring 2 yet? All no, right, I've well, seen all of the Conjuring. All right, I've seen well, that's, that's the Annabelle. my tie-in here is, is that The Nun is, is introduced in Conjuring 2. It's uh, just the Valic. story of that. Uh, you have a little. Valic my balls. <laughs> you have a little in- introduction of that, and then it drives into the whole story of Vera Farmiga's sister, daughter. It's it's <laughs> literally like the same the same family stars in these films. Oh, uh, the one that was in American yeah. Horror Story. Yeah. But anyway, continue. I do know that actress. It's straight up just they do all the cliches. And the acting is actually horrendous in it, so I, I would not recommend it. It is also an American horror story, so. Ah, but it's just, uh, It wasn't even her, though. It's it's the priest guy that's in it. And it's just, I don't know. Like, you didn't like Hereditary. I did not. If you didn't like Hereditary, you're definitely not going to like this one. <laughs> See, no, I, uh, I've kind of gone back on it. I respect Hereditary. I okay. just don't enjoy it. It's jumped up since the last time. I was very confused the last time that you were like so adamantly against it, just because I didn't really like. I the just bitch. wanted to. I wanted to troll the situation. I didn't so much. <laughs> I didn't so much want to troll you. I just wanted to troll the movie a little bit. Okay. But that's. I mean, I'm gonna. It's, I'm it's gonna. It's all watch jump scares. It. It's all. Yeah. Not. I'm not talking about Hereditary. I'm back. No, to you're talking about the nun. Nun. Yeah. None. None yeah. And also, like I'm I'm really looking forward to not the sequel, but just the porn parodies. I'm waiting for those to come out. It's it's gonna be fun none. I think there's yeah. some none porn parodies out there. Um oh, I, I mean I have sister seen Pact. I've seen a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Sister Act. Um Still Stars would be Goldberg. I would like to say another yeah, sister movie. Yeah, right. she got a fat ass though. <laughs> Whoopi! I gave her that, I gave her, that oh. ass. her name is literally Whoopi. She yo, she traded it in. She was like, yo, I'm going to sell you my soul for this fat ass. So, to change topic a little bit, I recently went to the Mahoning Drive-In for the first time. Um, Do you guys know of this place? Mahoning Drive-In? Mahoning Drive-In in Lehighton. Oh, it sounds like a Native American. It's it 100% a... Percent a uh, reservation? It's no longer in, in function, I assume. No, it absolutely is. What? So there's a drive... There are three drive-ins around here. Have you not been to any of them? Oh, I've been to Becky's and Shankweiler's oh, okay. cool. hundreds of times. So Mahoning is about 20 minutes north of Becky's. Okay. And um, they only play original 35mm film. Oh, mm. on, on the widescreen. And it is always a classic. So this last weekend they did Suspiria into Haosu, which is a foreign flick. It's my first time seeing Suspiria. I thought it was fucking awesome. I know that makes people kind of say, like, what the fuck is your first time seeing that? Most people regard it as, like, a masterpiece. Okay. 
cult like following. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't even say cult like. I would say like when even when it came out, like uh, Argento, the guy who made it, he was just like a masterful director. So people just regard it really well. So now it's getting remade. So I told myself I needed to see the original before the remake comes out. I'm gonna love the shit out of that. Um, and then it's my like fourth or fifth time having seen Hausu, and I lost. I watched that with uh, Tom Bombadil. I watched that with Franz McBoohoo. I watched that movie with Disco Dracula. Uh, that that movie is fucking hilarious. It was done like three years prior to Evil Dead. It's Japanese. It is corny. It is stupid, uh, but at the same time, it is terrifying. Their their old school special effects are just awesome. They're just great. Um, and seeing it on film like that, on like a giant screen with a bunch of other enthusiastic like horror fans, so cool, so fucking cool. I can't recommend that place enough. Like everyone who goes there or, or works there, they just have such a love and respect for old school like cinema. It's super awesome. They're doing Gremlins there at the end of the month. And I think the actor who stars in both Gremlins movies, Zach Galligan, is actually going to be there. Like, signing shit and talking to people. I've heard they might do a, a remake of that, actually. I think there was a um, a fan-made project that came out, like, a year or two ago that went really well. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of revived interest. And I heard um, he will be back in it again, too. So... That would be cool. He's kind of old now, so if it if it would be about like his kids or something, that would yeah. be kind of kind of neat. You ever see Gremlins? No, I can't say I have. Great. So anyway, Lanky <laughs> Lucifer, uh, you do you like horror? Would you say you're a horror fan? Um, no, no. That, Great. As, so as, as someone from the depths of hell, no, I really don't enjoy horror. Yeah. Movies. Um. They don't, I, they don't depict the truth. I mean, I think John Wick Two counts as a horror movie for you. Oh, damn it! Damn it! <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Lucifer, <laughs> lanky Louie, a little lanky Lucy hey, Lou, lanky Louie over here. How you Lucy doing? Lou. Oh my god, he he's one of those guys. He that totally just pulls the stick out. So anyway, just whipping it out. What that's a brave, what we were brave talking man. about that earlier. Brave so, man. Yeah, I mean, if you think of hot dickings, I just imagine his dick looks exactly like his head without any facial features. No, it's, uh. still, it's still got a goatee and beard or whatever he has. <laughs> no, I meant like eyes. <laughs> the beard was implied. Yeah, I'm just imagining the guy that. Was in the shield and he played the thing just like <laughs> him, himself down yeah, there. Yeah, like a little version of him. <laughs> little Michael Chidless. <laughs> Chickless. Little Michael Cockless. <laughs> Yo, did you, so, did you guys see that in Rule 34 too? Did you guys see that? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So Lucifer literally just has porn references for us. <laughs> when I told him he could bring whatever gimmick he wanted, he immediately said, So dick jokes. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so I, you're not a horror guy, and you're not particularly interested in reading. Um, one has to ask, why the fuck you're here? Eh, you know, um, as your replacement, you know, I was, <laughs> I was good on late notice. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, so, um. Uh, he's, yeah. he's running the campaign trail, he's trying to get the vote next, uh, You're next the one who October had 31st. plans that fell through. Well, yeah, well... You we said have... you were going to have rummies with uh, Punxsutawney. Uh, well. <laughs> oh. And then oh. those fell through I'm... because he'd rather play video games than have friendship. And dip into his slow 
draining of a hole of his alcoholism. That's what he said. Those were his yeah. exact words. Yeah, it's just like I just. He did I, give me what? a message, um, which I think is relevant now. Spider-Man. That you just said that. Spider-Man. The um, the message is. Whatever joke you just told me, you stole from someone. Also, you have an STD. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he told me I have to kiss you on the lips. <laughs> so, oh, first gotta buy me dinner. So, uh, yeah, we don't know why you're here, but I'm glad to have you, <laughs> and and I'm glad that you can be the first guest on this new century of lots of pasta, because this is episode one hundred and one. As in 101 damnations. Stephanie Dewey's on fire tonight. <laughs> Quite literally. Um, we're not going to do anything serious on this episode. I am a very there serious method actor. Is, <laughs> uh, so we... Uh, the last couple episodes have been like super serious. We've we wanted to bring in the final the final episodes in the first hundred to you know a real nice end. So now we're gonna take it back to humble beginnings and we're gonna read some toast. Toast is from a Tumblr that is now defunct. It is called the other side. So if you uh. anagram that shit, you got T O S T. Toast, which is one-page bullshit horror stories. But I do have to ask, it being your first time on, do you have any favorites? Even, even not being a real fan of the horror genre, what do you what do you levitate to? You know, Scary Movie Three. It's my favorite one. <laughs> I just like when the aliens like pee out of their fingers. I feel like, like you you pee like this, right? <laughs> I feel like two was just so good though. Two is strong hand. Two is real good, but I say two is only real good because, like, in the middle of the movie, they stop and do a Nike commercial. Do we enjoy one? Because I feel like I didn't enjoy one that much. And that's because I'm sorry. You're not going to like me saying this, but you hate the Williams brothers. You're gonna have to fucking deal with what I'm about to drop on you, Deputy Dewey. I'm not a huge fan of Scream. Oh. It's, just, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. I understand. It's candy. Wes Craven, um, I like I like what he did for Nightmare on Elm Street. I think the meta-ness of Scream wore off like halfway through the movie. And I think the latter half is just not nearly as good as the first half. When people are really dropping, when things are really questionable. I just uh <sighs> Everyone's I was also super young. Their opinion. I was also super young. <laughs> so you had all these thoughts while you were super young. Jesus, yeah. man, you are a director mind if I've ever met one. I just wasn't I wasn't in love with it and you know having shown you my favorite horror film ever made, The mm-hmm. Thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like you could see where our tastes differentiate. I'm one for suspense. You are one for thrill and action. Well, I did love Randy, too. So, They're seriously, Scary Movie 3 is, is the answer you're going to go with? No. No, it's... <laughs> um, scariest uh, thing was actually something I read. Um, not a movie. Um, it was Overdue Bills. 
That's never and a good I thing. And I knew um, it wasn't payday that Should week. Should I just include like a bit of dump track like whenever he says something? Uh, hey, somebody else's joke. So, uh... No, I kid. I kid. That's, that's not... Are you gonna give me a serious answer? Probably not, no. Then I don't want it. Uh, okay, fine. So we, uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of toast... Um, it's really just warm bread, isn't it? A little bit of butter. That's true. But, I mean, <laughs> not all toast. Wasn't the last time I saw both of you uh, when I was making breakfast for everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. literally made me not-so-French French toast. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of French toast. Yeah. <laughs> if you put pancake batter on a piece of bread and then you throw it in a pan, you kind of make French toast. Miss your frowns. Yeah. <laughs> Miss your frowns. Yeah, no, we don't. Oh, wow. <laughs> do you, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. We're gonna start with Deputy Dewey. This first story is called Non-Existence. What this is the story of a girl. What's what does non-existence make you think? Uh, not existing is what non-existence makes me think. So. Great. Thanks, Webster. <laughs> All Take right. Take it away. You guys ready? Here we go. Do you ever wonder how scary death is? No, but now that, now, that you, now that you ask, I could definitely... How scary is this captain? Well, think <laughs> about it. It's the one thing that we truly know absolutely nothing about. Some people may cite religious beliefs of an afterlife, and others claim they just focus on life. But it's really something that is totally and utterly foreign to us. And what if the religious people are wrong? What if death really is non-existence? that it's simply life over once the brain dies. Terrifying, huh? Of course, the reasoning goes that you won't notice it, since you won't exist. But let's say a certain someone could expose you to non-existence. Let's say this person could actually let you experience the state of non-existing, and more importantly, let you remember it. He'd probably be able to get you to agree to anything in order to avoid that fate. Kinda like a devil. <laughs> hey! Devils, deaths, where's the deputies in this story? <laughs> uh, Tangentially. Oh, that's too big of a word. <sighs> Tangentially. <laughs> For certain people near death, their brain activity sometimes ceases completely. For about three seconds, and then returns only to shortly die in a mere conventional fashion. <laughs> As another aside, many hospital orderlies have noticed a man wearing a suit that they have never seen in any catalog or on any person before. Interestingly enough, when you ask them about the suit, they will struggle for a moment and reply that it's hard to describe, but they are sure they haven't seen it before. Ask them about the man, however, and they will freeze up, spasm violently, and, and reply, What? Man? What man? <laughs> what man? No, there's no comma there. It's just what man. So it's like, are you are you imagining that they're seeing like the specter of death, or do you think it's some kind of otherworldly thing? Ooh, or is it fear? A little death ghost. It just, could be fear. Just straight fear of did I choose the right religion? Am <laughs> I going to regret this? I think uh, I think we're all going to. Uh, to figure out that it, it is absolutely non-existent. What are you talking about? I'm the devil. 
<laughs> I'm sitting right here. I'm your I'm, I'm, I'm your wonderful guest. As a person that gets stabbed like four times in the back and lives, and then gets shot and lives, and I think he even almost gets his throat slit and lives. He just lives. Yeah, he repented. You guys know shit. <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah, but are you living? No, I'm really not. I'm dead. So I'll read this next one. I know it's only a paragraph, but um, I didn't think you would have fun pronouncing this last name. I don't speak Eastern European poor people. So this is the story of Leon Shulgaj. Leon Shulgaj was the assassin of William McKinley, the 25th president of the United States, and he was electrocuted for his crime on October 29th, 1901, at Auburn Prison in Auburn, New York. Among the personal effects found in his cell was a U.S. quarter stamped with the date 2218. The face in profile on the quarter was not George Washington, but rather a face which has yet to be identified. True fucking story. Nah. Yeah, man. Nobody has that many Z's in their last name. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's too much, man. There's two of them. Yeah. (laughs) Leon Shulgaj. When I first heard that story, I thought it was fucking awesome. Fucking time travelers, man. Trying to to make sure shit goes properly. (laughs) You ever see... um, Well, where is this thing? He's just coming back and bribing him? Where is it? 12 monkeys? What? Dude's coming back in time just to bribe people with a quarter because he can? It's like, haha, inflation came back in time to assassinate the president. Oh. You ever ask yourself that that question? You know, like, what would happen if you went back in time and killed Hitler? You know? Oh. There'd be a lot more Jews. How, how, would, we know, how would we know who this person is? Leon Shulgash? Like, like, how would we know that he is... Yeah, how is he Leon? He, he came back that in is time the and identity, started up the whole identity? That is the, yeah, okay. that is the identity he gave himself, the documentation he chose. Did all of that. Wow. I guess back in those days, too, Absolutely not, 1901. <laughs> uh, I love, I love Stephen. Uh, like honestly, my favorite Stephen King book is eleven twenty two sixty three, and that story is about a guy traveling back in time to prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and it is fantastic. Um, there's a series on Hulu, starring James Franco um, as the guy who goes back in time to try and stop the assassination, and essentially, when he stops it. It, like, fucks the future. It, like, ruins it. It leads, you know, the country to multiple wars and, you know, uh, just a really bad outcome. So, like, he ends up having to go back and, like, let the president die. I like the Leon Shogash thing. I think it reminds me of 11-22-63 a little bit. Why William... Well, William. Why William McKinley? He was so stupid. He was an asshole. What was the point? What would killing him uh, change the course of the universe to? Wait, what number of president was he? He was... I think it was 25th, it said. Oh, was it 25th? Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. 25th president. Yeah, that was... Good year. It wasn't... Yeah, early 1900s. That was... Right before the boom and... What? what yeah. The what the hell so was that's, happening? That's like, um... That's pre-depression. That's steam right. era. Probably. Yeah, Model T came out in four, um, I think it was. So cars were just coming around. Not but even. It was, but it was mostly buggies. So, um, real old. I'd like to think um, Wizard of Oz times. Anyway. 
<laughs> Why are you laughing? Wizard of Oz was filmed in 1930. I know, I know. But it takes I place. Just, I, but it takes place I in like the early reference, 1900s. But like, part of me was just thinking, like, how do we know what year it is in Oz? Mm. Now that that makes sense. You're like, Haha, fucker. <laughs> so anyway, logic. This, this next one is called the Real Monsters. I got presenting for the very first time. Lanky. Lucifer in his first story. Thank you, thank you. This is um, a great honor for you guys. Don't fuck it up! Oh, I'm gonna. When I was a little boy, I was afraid of monsters. They always lurked in the dark, places where the light didn't reach, it didn't shine. It didn't matter how many times my father's. Oh, man. Daddies. Yeah, okay. Well, one was your father and one was your daddy. <laughs> Daddy shark. Yeah, one pays the bills. Stop it! No! <laughs> we'll get copyrighted. As long oh, as. Bag shark. Do, 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 do. Oh, bag shark. As long as either daddy or father pay the bills, I don't care. It didn't matter how many times my daddy showed a flashlight into the dark corners of my closet. It's pretty. It's pretty gay. <laughs> I knew the moment the light was gone, the monster would come back. And he always did. You, you guys ever, uh, as a kid, experience any kind of freaky, freaky things that you needed, like... Having our parents come in late at night to, to do horrible things to us? Yeah. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard, my I heard my mom and my dad banging, so... Yeah, that was... I used to be afraid of what's under my bed. You know, like a normal kid. <laughs> I grabbed a bat a lot. <laughs> Neither of your answers are good. <laughs> Yeah, well, in 1998, The Undertaker threw Mankind off the <laughs> <laughs> and he fell 16 feet through the announcer. Oh, not the shit post. He's my fucking favorite. <sighs> anyway. Uh, okay. When I grew up, I learned why. Real monsters don't hide in dark corners and closets. The real monsters are the ones that live behind your eyes, in the darkness of your mind. And it takes more than a flashlight to send them away. <laughs> Psychology twist. <laughs> oh, the real monsters are in your brain cavity. Yeah. So, um, it does make sense, doesn't it? Depression. Yeah. It's literally all in here. Depression, the worst monster of all. Diabetes <laughs> comes like a thief in the night. I can't eat my cheesecake anymore, Jennifer. Oh, man. This is the day everything clicked. Every single thing. The great geniuses throughout history had one startling thing in common. They all went through a day where everything clicked. Everything seemed to make sense. And everything they did from that day on was perfect. This is a very rare phenomenon, but cherish it if it happens to you. There is an opposite side to this coin, however, where one will have a day that is so devoid of feeling, so depraved, that every day from that point on they will be slowly deteriorating into a physical manifestation of pure insanity. If you live to have one of these days, kill yourself immediately. <laughs> For after Don't 24 hours, you won't be able to die. What? You'll just roam the world getting worse and worse. This person has serious depression. Kill yourself. Jesus. Immediately. Kill yourself. Christ. We at Lots of Pasta do not condone killing yourself. No, I, I, Unless I, you're truly unhappy. If you, if you then, actually then go... just fucking end it. Fucking Ooh. end it. Fucking end it right now. Ooh. Ooh. If you go to AMC theaters right now, they have... <laughs> 
was like, commercial where they're like, hey, transgender people, don't kill yourself. And every time I see it, I'm just like, what if I'm a straight man that wants to kill myself? I have not <laughs> seen this. What are you watching? Apparently, trannies kill themselves a lot, so there's like a whole organization to stop it. I, I'm going to interrupt you with my <laughs> next story, which is called The Walmart Prophet, which just, it sounds great, so I'm going to read it in my great voice. There is a Walmart somewhere in Indiana with a concealed trapdoor in the frozen food section. If you tap on the door three times with your left foot, a voice will ask you for a toll. Open the trapdoor, put three lemons inside, put my fancy lemons, and close the door. After ten seconds, you will hear a knock on the trapdoor. And find a red piece of paper that tells you two of the following three things. The exact location of your death, the manner of your death, or the exact date and time of your death. Hmm. All three. <laughs> no, only two. No, give me them all. I want to be ready <laughs> for it. You just keep knocking. Just okay, hey. I guess, excuse me. I want to be. Able, I want location I want to be and manner, because like then I know how and where, and I'm just like, all right, just never fucking go there, ever. No, <laughs> no, you need you need all three. You need to strategize so you can plan to attack these motherfuckers. I don't like dead because it's definitely going to be horde ninjas. <laughs> what? Yeah, easily. Oh, that's the man. only thing that's going to be able to kill me. Is that really what you think? Yeah. Because, like, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I recently got put on medication for my heart. So I actually think my heart's going to explode one day. Probably while banging your hot girlfriend. Yeah, man. Nice. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. There you go. Oh, she's so hot. (laughs) Thotamus Prime. So you want to know how you go? By puss? It's, uh, it probably, maybe. Death by puss. Going mouth deep on a chalupa. Going mouth deep on smelling the bell. (laughs) What? How did he go? I just want you guys to know that ever since that one time we went to Taco Bell together, it's that time <laughs> with Punxsutawney Trill. Ever since you guys explained to me why it's called smelling the bell, I've, I've always called it that. <laughs> and everyone you invented it, you cheeky fuck. Everyone hates me when I say it, but like at the office, I'll walk in and I'll be like, "Yo, on break today, who wants to smell the bell?" <laughs> And they'll be like, shut the fuck up. You eat so much Taco Bell. You don't ever not smell like the bell. (laughs) Who wants to smell the bell, yo? Oh, man. The bathroom smells like it. We know it's you. Yeah, no, it smelled like Pad Thai today. Like pure Thai food. Drunken noodle, number five. My asshole, I mean. (laughs) So anyway, this next story is called Snuff Film. Speaking of of eating ass... (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Alright, what voice should I put on for this one? However you feel, man. Oh. It's a snuff film. Oh. Oh, there's like pre-glory hole days. Yeah. Cool. These are great. <laughs> put a nickel on the machine, you just see some boobies. You see some titties. <laughs> that was porn. I'm playing that cards. That was porn back in the day, man. <laughs> titties. Then, we, then they graduated to the Sears catalog. <laughs> you ever see someone die on camera? Yeah. Jesus yeah, fucking actually Christ. Have. I actually have. 
I, Live leak. I don't like this story. This Live is, leak. Like, even for me, it's uncomfortable. When I saw last podcast on the last live, they actually played, like, footage of, like, a guy getting, like, his fucking, like, hand chopped off. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> Those head chopped like, oh, off videos, that, too, man. Um, they gotta get through the spine. That takes some fucking I mean, hacks. I know, I know you're real... Like, you appreciate you're a fan of, like, ISIS propaganda videos. <laughs> no, I'm not! Why would you say that? <laughs> Or I come my from, fucking show? The answer to this is always beatings. Because <sighs> oh, you're kind of describing ISIS propaganda videos. God damn it. No, the only, the oh, only you mean one the, I saw it's not was... The, um, it's not the Jedi way. It was... <laughs> what about what about the Wookiee fights on Kashyyyk? <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, only, the only thing I had seen was, like, gangs in Mexico. Like footage that they would sh- like share on the internet to try and scare other gangs, like like beheading Jesus fuck. gang members. Like I've seen those, but nothing ISIS related. I don't see that on YouTube. What? Where do you just? Where do you subscribe oh, no, this to? This isn't YouTube. This is live leak. This is like the dark web. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not fun. I know. I live there. Oh great. <laughs> Fucking read. Ah oh, shit. Okay, so we're going here. A snuff film is recording and of the actual murder of a human being that is subsequently passed around for entertainment purposes. We're making vigorous masturbation forms. Like, there's people that actually... Absolutely. That's weird. That's weird. I I mean, I have a problem with, like, (laughs) like the, like, stepmother thing. Like, that freaks me out. Yeah. But then there's, like, these people. I literally saw you watching a compilation of best vinegar stroke faces. I mean, that's how you know they're really giving their all. Like, that's how you know they actually enjoy their job. Vinegar. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, you know, that guy, we appreciate that guy. Look at that. He's giving it his all. Good on him. He's just, he's in it for the paycheck. That's a lot of penis. Suicides and accidents don't count. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, according to the MP. MP- MP- Motion Picture MP- Association of America. Yeah, good for you. Wait, is that really? Yeah, Motion Picture Association. Okay. Um. The FCC. Fuck Colin Powell. Oh, fuck Colin Powell. How would you? How would you, though? What, 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 what would your position go to? Federal Communication Commission. There you go. <laughs> wow, you know all of these. Oh, man, he's good. And the FBI. Federal Bureau of Boobies. Oh, <laughs> ooh, he's so close. He almost had it. So close, man. I think you can really get him next time. I believe no body inspector. Yeah. I, um, no, no, I'm sorry. And the ever-loving Snopes.com. Ooh, so Snopes. I, I don't know who the hell that is. Snopes? Um, it's like the Nope. Oh, it's like, it's anonymous. Okay. Um, there's so... There's no such thing as a snuff film. Yes, this includes Faces of Death. Anything you think might count is fate, falsified, and not made for that purpose. Such as those tasteless videos you find on shock sites. Oh, no. This is a lie. There are, as best as anyone can tell, between 30 and 40 snuff films floating around out there. The earliest is a silent film on decaying nitrate celluloid, simply titled La Morte de un Fille. I love how you know I'm not going to know how to say that. But and you give me, the date. Yeah, you give me science words, I got you. <laughs> La Park and Mart. <laughs> Dune Julie. Dune Philly. Bonjour, y'all. <laughs> And the bears, uh, the date of 1896. That's crazy old, man. Yeah, a little bit. 
The latest judging uh, by the hairstyles and the presence of a Frankie Says Relax t-shirt was probably made in 1983 or 1984 and is on Betamax. Which means no one's watching it. Oh man, what are you talking about? I got a Betamax track at home. The films uh, vary in violence, but they all include seemingly realized sex... Ritualized. Ritualized. Oh, I I don't recognize that genre. Ritualized sex. uh, Followed by slaying of a girl with dirty blonde hair and piercing blue eyes who appeared to be around 19 years old. mm, Every film has the exact same girl on it. That's pretty fucking weird. I mean, no, that's just her, like, her specialty. Some girls, like, strictly do feet. Like, she strictly does murder. And some people strictly do murder. Yeah, no, that's... No, that's good. Yeah. This right here is for all the black-eyed children. Interesting. I'm not singing Fergie. Nah, it's alright. Oh, thank God. Black-eyed children. Fergalicious. Um, this is actually, like, a topic. So this might, like, sound like a post. Okay. Most documented cases of paranormal events vary widely. Each incident, while perhaps displaying a common pattern, seems to be unique. With hauntings, there are kaleidoscope possibilities as to what the entity may be. But with the black-eyed kids, we find a nearly unwavering set of circumstances, with most reports sounding as though they could have been given by the same person. In other words, it seems the the BEKs have a very specific M.O., Imagine you're sitting at home one night. You're all alone reading a book by lamplight. Mm, Twilight. Cool. Mm. It is late. Oh, you naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> There's a sudden chiming of your doorbell. Ding dong. Is that a metaphor? Would, no. Who would be stopping by this time of night? Probably Uncle Sue. Mm. Uncle Sue. <laughs> I made easy for a boy named Sue. You hesitate. <laughs> Perhaps answering your door would be a bad idea. But what if it's an emergency? You decide to push your trepidation aside and open your front door. Because you're not a pussy. (laughs) Outside are two kids. Not really kids. One appears to be in his pre-teen years and the other his early teens. They are dressed casually in jeans, t-shirts, sneakers, and hoodies. And they're real fucking cool. Oh, man. Man. Brink. What what kind of hoodies (laughs) years? Who's, nope. got, who's got the pegs on their, <laughs> on their BMX bike? Who's rocking them soaps? Jeez, they're so cool. <laughs> I, I don't think they're that cool. Fuck <laughs> you. probably hate You don't me. got the railing I do. Yeah. Man, I'll see you guys on Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, check out these light-up shoes, bitch. No different than any other kid around the neighborhood. They stand some distance from the door, with their hoods up and their faces cast in the shadow. You can't get a good read as to what they look like. What are you doing? Where are your parents? You feel an unexplainable pang of impending dread, but you swallow it down, chastising yourself for being irrational. Can I help you? Your question is directed at the older boy. Can we please come in and use your phone? The boy says softly. Who do you need to call? Ghostbusters. Oh, classic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Shouldn't you be home? Ghost Okay. You ask? <laughs> Freaky ghost bed. <laughs> You're not about to let strange people in your house at this time of night, no matter how young they are. No, we really need to come in. Our parents will be so mad if we don't call them. Says the younger, more skater dude of the boys. So, yeah, bro. 
The fear that you had choking back is now working its way up your spine. What is it about these kids that has you feeling such dread? Probably because they're all fucking doing the hashish. Oh man, they're stoned. The kids. Just kidding. You tell the kids, why don't you just give me the number and I'll call? This doesn't satisfy the children, who have now become increasingly insistent. They begin to demand to be allowed in. We're not dangerous, they tell you. You don't have to be afraid of us. We won't hurt you. Just let us come in and use your phone. Good. Sounds like a bad idea on my part. We won't touch your holes. That's a lot of holes. To be Just your phone's uh, holes. Well, at your wit's end, you tell them to go away, and you shut and lock the door. <laughs> As you turn back, you hear knocking. In full panic mode, you decide you will not open your door. Gaze out your peephole. <laughs> People. I'm peeping out my hole. Suddenly, the boys' faces are right in front of the door. You recoil in horror as you see that both have eyes as black as pitch, dark as coal, no whites, no discernible pupil, just fathomless darkness. Their words are muffled through the door, but their lips are easy to read. Let us in. Those who have encountered BEKs claim that the kids generally show up at their homes. A person will be sitting in their house, usually at night, when there is a knock at the door. Upon answering, the homeowner finds usually two children in casual clothes, just as modern kids would appear. Another scenario is that kids appear at your car window, needing a ride. Yo, give me a fucking ride to the mall. That's... this right here, Junior, is why we can't take you anywhere. I wanna go tear up the mall! (laughs) No kids is a little misleading. Most reports say that the two who usually appear are in their early teens, or at least pre-teens, with one slightly older than the other. Why do you care about their age so much? I just, I, I need to know that, like, I can't Are you, are you 18? Are them. you 18? Like, just are because... Are you 18? I mean, skater dudes sometimes look older than what they are, and that's why all the girls love them. Old enough. Her Tinder profile says she's 18. The chick stinks cars. The clothing Before description... Oh, you got it. Mm. The clothing description is very consistent. Jeans, sneakers, t-shirts, flannels, and hoodies. Jinko jeans, old school Adidas, a shirt that says... Nirvana. Kill yourself. And your favorite replacements DVD. What never changes in these reports is that the BEKs want something very specific. An invitation. Are they vampires? Vampires need invitations into your domicile. That's one of the ones that not everyone knows. Oh, I, I feel knows. like I feel like right because it's like oh, the garlic, the stabbing. It's the heart, a very you um, can't see in the mirror. It's a gothic concept. Mm-hmm. They're very not seducing. everyone knows that. But one. you have to give them respect. They have standards. Like they obey the rules. It's like ah, oh, garlic. Nope, can't do that. Some do. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, daylight. Nope, sorry guys. No, I'll let you guys have it. Gotta go. Yeah, and then Matt and Kim play. At first polite, they become quite insistent when you tell them no. They argue and bargain with you, and assure you that they mean no, you no harm. They just want in. Please, let us in. And all of that would be terrifying enough if it wasn't for those eyes. Those black and ominous eyes. Okay. How'd you feel about the uh, Black Eyed Kids? Black Eyed Peas? Frickalicious. More. I want to know what's their deal, yo. Well, what good, are they going to do when people let them in? Good luck, because here's here's the next one. The follow-up is called Black-Eyed Kids in Kansas. 
Oh crap! So it basically it the same, same thing, yeah, but they're it's not coming full circle. But they're knocking on a trailer this time. Yeah. Okay. Let us in, Dorothy. <laughs> oh, only if you promise to bite my sister. <laughs> nah, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> it was warm for a December afternoon in Hutchinson, Kansas, when Katie came home from work in 2008. She sounds hot. Katie's ride dropped her off across from her duplex, and as she stood in the street, her ride moving slowly away, she knew something wasn't right. I noticed two boys standing in the driveway, she said. One had longer, dark hair, and the other had his hood up, so I couldn't see nothing very well. The teenagers about 15 or 16 years old, seemed to be watching her. Katie felt like they were waiting for her, but little did she know they were just trying to sell her weed. (laughs) She steeled herself and walked nervously across the road toward her porch. The boys had lurked around her neighborhood for months, but they'd never been so bold as to stand this close to her home. I had seen them before, lingering in the yard and whatnot, but they always left before I got out of my ride's car, Katie said. I had seen them late at night, as well standing across the street when I would go outside to have an occasional late-night cigarette. What a hulk. Yep, sounds like But although pangs of unease told her to run, their boldness angered her. She stopped and asked them why they were on her property. They told me they needed to use a phone and that the neighbors would not let them in. That was when I noticed their eyes. They were coal black, just black. No white, and not even a hint of iris or pupil. Fear shot through her, but as evenly as she could, Katie told them that we literally just read this story, and for it to happen again so soon is rather disappointing. She didn't have a telephone. Katie walked up her porch steps and began to unlock her door when the boy in the hood spoke. He asked if they could come in for a glass of water. Oh, they're learning. I turned to look at them again, thinking that maybe my mind was playing tricks, but no, when I turned and looked into their eyes, they were pitch black as the first time. These children with dead black eyes had spoken softly to her, emotion and vocal inflection absent from their words. As she looked at these boys whose long hair and hooded sweatshirts, she felt hid more than skin. She knew she had to get away. I felt panicked and fearful, but also very vulnerable and cold. It was like I wanted to let them in, but I knew there was evil present. I I felt uneasy before seeing their eyes, but now it all came out. Then one boy said something that turned her fear into complete terror. The hooded one then told me they couldn't come in unless I told them it was okay, and that they hoped I would because they were thirsty. I opened my door and darted inside. At this point, I shut the door and locked it. She dropped onto the couch, her breaths coming in short, heavy gasps, when something tapped on the window behind her head. One of the boys stood there staring through the glass. I remember his words very clearly. Just let us in, miss. We aren't dangerous. 
We don't have anything to hurt you with. I was beyond frightened at this point. Katie jumped off the couch and ran through the duplex, checking doors and windows to make sure they were locked. I did wonder if they really couldn't come in unless I invited. I didn't want to find out. I sat in the living room, silently waiting for a sign that they had gone. When her boyfriend came home a short time later, the black-eyed teens were still at the house. He asked if I knew who the two boys outside were. He asked if I knew who the two boys outside were, and I said no. He told me they had been standing in the driveway when he pulled up, but walked away when he stepped out of the car. He didn't notice the boys' eyes, but they gave him a strange feeling. Katie later asked her neighbors if the black-eyed children had asked to use their telephone like they had claimed. The neighbors noticed the teens standing in Katie's driveway, but never spoke with them. Although it's been more than a year since Katie turned the black-eyed children from her door, she knows they're still around. I still see them every now and then, standing across the street watching, but they have not approached again. What a lame story. What are you talking about? <laughs> you liked that? Yeah. You liked the Black Eyed Children? Yeah, it's just like... Still, it's exactly like their second album. <laughs> but just like the psychological... I still don't know what happens of, when somebody lets them in. Like, the world will never know. Like you are... Like just the feel... Like, I mean, it's a premise of horror movies. Yeah. Feeling... Just feeling unsafe. You know, Strangers essentially Strangers are. essentially begins with someone asking to use the phone. They're just knocking on the door in the middle yeah. of the night. I've been in an accident. Can I use your phone? That's like literally the beginning of the movie. Um, oh. I don't know if I would be stupid enough to give into that, but you know why I wouldn't be? Because I got one of those cool little, um, I got like a hatch in my door. Mm. So I can like open it up and be like, hey, hey, fuck off. And then I could close it. <laughs> You know, like a castle. Uh, Wait, so yeah. is it... Was that a horror story, or was that just how to go to door-to-door for Jehovah Witnesses? Yeah, that was the how-to. Okay. Yeah, that's in the pamphlet. Not like the sequel, which is how to go door-to-door I feel like with you, neon. You're really going to enjoy this next story, because it's called Please Come. Please Come. <sighs> well, now... Um, please Come. Please, this is a... Um, oh. This is a um, family program for you. Um, we say arriving. Yeah, we've only been smoking and drinking, and all the kids want to hear the scary stories. I like to do the fapping. Yeah. <laughs> Please come. Well, they have to learn what fapping is one of these days. I'm, I'm glad we're the ones giving them the talk. Ugh. All right. Speaking of young smut, a 15-year-old boy in a small town in Maryland, shit place, sat down at his computer after getting home from school one day, go Eagles. He turned it on, logged into AIM, classic, you already know, and was then surprised to receive an IM or instant message from a classmate of his who had been absent that day. What's up, fago? Can I get that homework? Yeah, but you gotta change it to make it look different. Classic, man. Wait, which one were you? Were you the one getting, asking for answers, or the ones, like, providing it? I never once did a homeworks. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, that defined you in high school. It's like, what you were, like, did you give out answers? I became a cop, what do you think? Oh, you gave out answers. You rat. 
He stole the answers. Dude, man. Kelps means like C's, man. He got C's. C's get degrees. High school. Yeah. Five and a half years. <sighs> okay. Where are we at? Okay, there, there it is. Yo, keep, keep me on track. Keep me on track. Okay, thank you. It consisted of two words. Please come. <laughs> Already did. Those I mean, are, can we play our fucking internet game those now? Those are some good words. Uh, confused, the boy sent a reply, asking why he'd been absent that day. After two more messages and 15 minutes with no response, he decided to get on his bike and head over to his classmate's house. It was a short ride. Only about five minutes away. You fell. <laughs> You're bleeding. <laughs> like this woman was giving, uh, giving, this woman was giving deputy play-by-play <laughs> of how he fell off a bike, and he's just you like fell. It's like I know, so you, lady. She's like, the, she was You're like bleeding. The, she was like the Chris Berman of making play-by-plays of you falling off a no fucking shit. bike. <laughs> whole time I'm just like please walk away <laughs> I want to forget about this as soon as possible when he got to the house um wait what okay yeah yeah when he got he got there uh-huh. I think he got there he got to the house when he got to the house he found the door was unlocked inside partly dried blood was splattered all over the walls and floors and unrecognizable figures were crumpled up against the far wall it was missing an arm and a leg and the bloody streaks on the floor led away from the body into the kitchen. He's just like, he's like standing there. He's like, hey, can you give me a hand? And my leg. There's all ketchup. Got you. <laughs> when they said, when they said break a leg, I thought they were being not serious. Oh. I feel so lucky. <laughs> I feel so lucky, though. How the fuck did that mean good luck? Yeah, I don't know. Cripple yourself. What do you say? Uh, good luck. I hope you break a body part. Yeah, sorry. The boy slammed the door closed and immediately called 911 on his cell phone. Wait, he had cell phones back in the day. <laughs> Lucky kid. But his ringtone was Skater Boy. <laughs> you want to go crash the mall? I listened to Good Charlotte. It's fine. <laughs> I loved Good Charlotte. <laughs> Guys, have you seen Shrek 1? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Lifestyles of the rich and the famous. They're always complaining. Always complaining. Mm-hmm. When the police arrived, they found three corpses, as well as a track leading away from the house, from the back door. Their forensics report concluded that the entire family, the boy's classmates and his parents, had been killed sometime the previous night. So how did he send the IM? It, it was his ghost. Or it was the, someone oh, or it was cleaning up. Yeah, like you know how like John <laughs> Wick calls the cleanup crew? It's not the cleaners. Please uh, it is the killer. Please come. Asking for another victim to come and Please masturbate come. on his face. Yes. Oh, the last time someone said that to me, they got like a fucking, just a fucking chest full. Of? My C. Melina. Oh. I've said it once a thousand times. If you don't come, they feel so like demoralized. It's, they really it's amazing. Do. They really do. And they think the whiskey dick is a myth. <laughs> if that's the way you get off, it's like... Then you better not oh, get off. Shit. All right, let's do one more round. This sounds like a good story. The Suicide King. I mean, he's so good at it. He was the king of suicides. He's the best at it, man. He's like, crown me, crown me. The best me, there bitch. is, the best there was, the best, the best there, there ever, ever will, be. will be. Anthony Bourdain totally killed himself. Good job. All right, so. Yeah, but he went like a bitch. 
Modern playing cards are filled with layers of meaning and symbology that can be traced back centuries. The Four Kings, for example, are based off real rulers. The King of Diamonds represents the wealthy Julius Caesar. The King of Clubs is the brutal Alexander the Great. Spades represents the strong but king or the strong but kind David of Israel, and Hearts represents the emotionally disturbed Charles VII of France. Wait, is that real? Um, I probably. God, I'm gonna do so good at trivia night. It is the king that we'll be dealing with today. It should also be noted that Charles was the one, or was the only one of four, who was actually there to see the day that his face was printing on a playing card, which may rationalize why he acted apart from the others. Charles Visage was put on the King of Hearts at the very beginning of his rule, but he never really got a chance to come into contact with playing cards until many years later. When he became very ill with a fever and was informed that he would be bedridden for the rest of his life. It was during this period that Charles began learning card games to pass the time, such as an early version of Blackjack, Viet Ngong, 21, Vingt Adun, 21. What language is that? No clue. Okay. Charles lay in his bed for two years, constantly fiddling with the <laughs> cards and always getting weaker. As time continued to pass, there were reports that Charles had begun obsessing over the idea that the king being the 13th card in a suit was causing him bad luck. He talked about how he was starting to see the number pop up everywhere, and that he was close to figuring out its secret. Of course, his ramblings were blamed on the fever, and by the end of the second year, he had been declared insane, and his son, Louis Twelfth took over the throne. One day... Several months after the end of his reign, one of the Charles physicians went to his chamber to find the frail old man standing in the middle of the room wielding a large sword. Neat. Just swinging it around. Hidey hoody hoody do. I love saying that when I'm swinging around my big gigantic <laughs> cack. <laughs> Before the doctor could react, the king said, Il's mont monsieur la verite de which, as we all know, French. translates into jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> jelly beans! He said, get me them all. Bring them here to my mouth hole. Which roughly translates to, they have shown me the truth of 13, and it is not meant for mortal eyes. Without hesitation, the king proceeded to ram the blade in through the left side of his head, between the ear and temple. Until it came out the other side. He wavered a moment before collapsing to the floor dead. Man, that takes some serious yeah, fucking dude, serious that's, thrust like, that's to do that to yourself. Some real dick. Like, that's metal as fuck. That's hardcore. Yeah. He's so hardcore. <laughs> After the incident was announced and it was made public that the king had gone mad, the image of Charles on the King of Hearts was altered to show himself offing himself. How considerate. Although the picture is now shown significantly less graphic, the image of Charles thrusting the sword into his skull can still be found on modern-day playing cards. This is true. Holy shit. Perhaps the strangest part of the whole story, however, is the day that Charles chose to kill himself, 7-6-14-62. Whether or not it was the intention of the king, the facts that 6 plus 7 equals 13, and 1 plus 4 plus 6 plus 2 equals 13, can only be explained as coincidences. Wait, I liked that story a lot. Oh yeah, but what year system were they using back then? But what? 
Like, were they using the 10-month calendar or 12-month calendar? Oh, I have no clue, but that's a really good it's a really good point. Their numbers probably don't make that Loophole. That also might just be something to tack on and make it sound better. Yeah, I gotcha toast. <laughs> so this next story is called House of Mine. This is my house. I'm gonna make it shine. Oh, this is Flo Rider. I'm about to tell you the entire reason I'm so interested in the paranormal. Fucking sit back, relax, put on a fucking seatbelt. Here it comes. If I didn't live in this house, I wouldn't have gotten over my fear of all things horror, and I most certainly wouldn't be running this blog. I'll start with my earliest memories and work my way up from here. When I was a little kid, I had a phobia of the dark. Pussy bitch. I would sleep in my parents' room in a cot on the floor because I couldn't handle being in my room alone. You a pussy bitch. When I was around seven or eight years old, my parents finally forced me to sleep in my bedroom, and that's when it all began. Ooh, it smelled like it, like... I started to have nightmares. They were always about the same thing, and they happened every night. In the dreams, I would be lying in my bed, and my door would slowly open. I was forced to stare down my hallway, and something would slowly appear out of the darkness and walk up to my doorway. It would stand there, and I would blink, and suddenly it was at the foot of my bed. At that point, I would always wake up, scared out of my mind and unable to get back to sleep. Although I can still remember the dream, I can never remember exactly what the something was. After about a month of constant nightmares, I would do anything I could to stay awake. Sitting in my bed in the middle of the night, I would hear footsteps up and down the hallway, always stopping at my door. Sometimes, I could hear whispering, but it was always too low for me to get a sense of what it was saying. And one night, being the horror movie cliche that I am, I decided to wait for the footsteps and see if it was my parents sleepwalking or getting a midnight snack. Right on schedule, I heard the footsteps coming up the hallway. Gathering up my courage, I opened the door and stepped out into the hallway. I saw nothing but blackness. As soon as I stepped out, the footsteps picked up until it sounded like something was running at me. I just about shit a castle, ran back into my room, and cried myself to sleep. I would never set foot in that hallway alone again. This carried on for a couple of years until one day I got the common sense to tell my parents about it. Because they're amazing parents, they actually believed me. They went out to a local church and got a priest to bless their house while I was at school, and just like that, everything stopped. Fast forward three years later, I'm 13, and I'm just starting middle school. I had almost completely forgot about my past experiences because I'm awesome and nothing phases me. Or because I repressed my childhood, whatever. I was in seventh grade, ten at night, and I was home alone. My mom was taking college classes at night and my dad was working overtime. I was sitting in my living room watching TV when I heard the pantry door creak open. Now these doors close magnetically and they're a bitch to open. They don't just creak open. So I get up and close them and continue watching the tube. Five minutes later, they start creaking open again, and I'm starting to get a little nervous. I get up to close them again, and once again I sit down. Then the door slams open and slams shut, and I hear something whisper my name. The whole house shakes, and I'm sitting on my couch while all the memories of my nightmares from when I was a kid come flooding back. I race out of my house, call my parents, but of course they don't answer, so I actually call the police because I'm about to have a heart attack. They arrive and tell them... And I tell them that someone tried to rob the house because I'm not about to tell them that I'm a crazy fucker with ghost issues. So they search my neighborhood while one of the policemen stays with me until I get in touch with my parents and they come home. After that, everything started going downhill. I would feel something sitting on my bed before I went to sleep. Lights in my room would flicker on and off. Temperatures would drop suddenly and the footsteps were back. 
I would be alone and hear the occasional whisper, always my name. God. Slowly, I started to feel less afraid of it, mostly because it happened so frequently. When I started high school, it went away again, and my whole attitude around people changed. I was more talkative, started making more friends, and was a happier person in general. I started to hear the whispers again at the beginning of my junior year. The footsteps came back, and I've been hearing a tapping at my door late at night. About a month ago, I heard a much louder tapping at my door. The next morning, I woke up to find that all the junk in my room was on the floor in a circle around my bed. Now you know. Like just the feeling actually, of really being like all alone. I actually like, liked it too. I bring this up on a lot of episodes. I live in a haunted house, man. Yeah. I hear so much shit in this house. And I know it's probably the house settling. I know it's probably the way airflow works in this house. This house was made so fucking ass backwards. It really was. The guy built this house for his family and nothing was done properly. My my uh, my stepfather always talks about the electrical nightmare that is this house to reprogram anything, to get any work done, the miracles of renovation, uh, how expensive it can be. So like... I know it's the house, it's relatively young, I know, I know, but it's also ghosts. <laughs> so, this house is fucking haunted, it makes tons of noises all the fucking time. Even sometimes when I'm recording, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting here next to someone and we'll both just be like, that just happened. So anyway, let me know if you guys uh, ever experienced that when you're sitting on this couch with me. Yo, yeah, no, I've, I've been hearing noises. Little ticks and stuff? Yeah, little ticks and stuff. yeah. But, like, are the ghosts cool, You though? know, I I tend to think... Okay, so... Just because I don't think I've ever explained it to you... They don't like it when he smokes weed. Uh, no, they love it. An old woman died in this house about 16 years after it was made. Hmm. So I tend to think it's just Graham Graham walking around, doesn't know what's going on. And I think she thinks I'm a part of her family. <laughs> so I'm just gonna assume that she's okay with me being here because nothing bad has ever happened. I've always felt um, under presence or perhaps a little um, the feeling of being watched sometimes. There are a lot of open windows on the ground floor, so that that's probably the reason for that. But um, I just mean like no curtains or anything, mm -hmm. just like you're always looking at like the streets and stuff. You so really um, so no. I like I like this area because I don't you're not, we you're we not. renovated the basement. We not. created the basement. Right. Graham Graham probably doesn't know what's down here. She just thinks it's it's storage. So I don't I don't experience many things down here. You just hear what's going on in the rest of the house. Unless she's here. coming down for uh, Christmas decorations. You know, she's got to put those No, up. those those were in the attic. But the, oh, wow. But the okay. thing is, it's actually... The entire house is empty, which is why we play the game here. The entire... There's, oh, yeah. There's no... There's furniture in the living room and in the kitchen. There's absolutely no furniture in any of the other rooms and uh, any, any other part of the house. So um, part of me just assumes that she's not really looking for anything. There's nothing really going on. I think she's just a part of the house, you know? And I'm not joking. And I'm not being nonsensical or anything i really do think like this house has got some spooky vibes but i wouldn't say that they're necessarily um malevolent so just chill granny chill with granny yeah there have been some weird moments 
Where, like, you hear a door or something. I know I left blinds in a certain way, and I go up, and they're, like, completely different, you mm-hmm. know? People also come and go, so there's always a chance that, you know, I'm seeing something, but someone already altered it, so it's just... It's just my mind playing tricks on me. Anyway, this is gonna be the last story uh, read to us by Lanky Lucy over here, and this one's called Jinx. You owe me a soda. Oh, man. You owe me a granny ghost. Granny goes you in can. Take her if you want. <laughs> no, no backsies. Granny tonight is gonna be like, please let me in. Dude. <laughs> Dude. No. No. If there's some old lady at the nah, door she's with gonna a be walker. Like, please come. I'll be, like, <laughs> I'll be like, you tell me where, Granny. What yeah, what's worse? What's the scariest thing? I think her asking me to go somewhere with her is worse than me coming on her face. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. You know when you say the same thing at the, at the same, same time, time as someone else? Dude. <laughs> Try to avoid that. Try to avoid that. Alright. Think of life as a movie, and everyone's got a script to follow. As with every film, these scripts have writers. And when you start reading the wrong lines, you end up getting written out. That's why I'm single. That's the story. Dude. How do you feel about that last that last little... Oh, the Sudoku? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Are you actually counting it? Oh, no, that's absolutely the last story. Oh. <laughs> How did you feel about that? Jinx, Jinx you owe me a soda. Man, I, I don't know, man. Like, it hit me. It struck me. I don't Jinx with people very often. No. I really don't. I think it's only when I've, like, tried quoting something and someone, like, beat me to it. It's like, oh, cool, you know the same Anchorman line as... (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what I'm thinking about. (laughs) It's like, oh, you like Anchorman. That's that's cool. Lanky Lucifer, how did you feel about this episode? Reading some toast, getting your first experience on the couch. Um, I mean, got my feet wet. It It was a good day. Good day. But no, this was good. Like, it trips the mind a little bit. It brings up some some fun topics that people don't usually talk about. Oh, no. I think it's um, you know, it's not every episode where we talk about what what happens after death or if you believe in haunty haunts or spooks of any kind. Uh, what happens when those kids are at your door and they're not trying to sell you cookies? What to do? What to think? The more you know. Neat. Deputy Dewey, what about you? What do you think? I really enjoyed some toast. You like toast? I like toast. I like that. I like the it's, change. It's uh, it's short. It's simple. Um, I think next time you guys would would probably enjoy reading not hot but spicy. It's kind of a longer form of toast, except it's all personally written. It's kind of like reading out of someone's diary. Ooh. They kind of just say like, "Oh, there's this creepy thing that happened." Dear you know, diary. like that story you liked. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't like creepy things because blank. One of the ones we read on episode 95, which came out today, it was a Not Hot But Spicy episode, and we read a story called, like, The Patch, and it's about, um, like, people who were, like, cops. You know, another one was about a kid who had moved to, I think, India. Um, another one was about a kid who was at a vacation house on Long Island. You know, like, each of them is just, like, a different, uh, aspect of horror, and it's a, it's a mixed bag, you never know what you're gonna get. But it always sounds kind of anecdotal and cool. Like the cabin in the woods. Which one are you going to pick? Yeah. Yeah, like you, Lucifer. You motherfucker. You can leave now. 
get out. Oh, can I? What the fuck? I gotta take a monster piss. Do you? I actually don't do. piss on Granny. She, she might like no, it. No, no, she likes it. Is there any final or closing thoughts, comments, or anything anyone would like to bring up or talk about or say? What, they're relevant at all? Kind of. Oh. I mean, or if you just want to talk about something, you know? I wonder how many times Cindy Who has been bad. I'm doing good. Um, yeah. yeah, I was at a uh, strip club recently. I think I found my new wife. She uh, okay. she came out and uh, her song was photographed by Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Deputy Dewey? Everclear is the 90s version of Nickelback. Except good. I, do, I don't have anything to add to either of these comments. I'm just, I'm just going to end the episode. Look at this photograph! <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, everyone says Nickelback is shit, but all of a sudden, like, you... Nickelback is You shit. know the every single lyric, don't I you? I don't. You know I don't. every single really lyric to photograph. Everyone I, does. I really, You're a liar. Really photograph, photograph! <laughs> is, that, is that how it goes? That's exactly photograph it. Photograph my fucking photograph! That's it. Yeah. You got it. He's been a couple of photographs <laughs> since then. <laughs> Haven't photographed since God knows when. <laughs>